Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Kevin Mather got himself into some trouble. Taiwan Walker signs, Brett Gardner signs, Chaz Rowe signs. Let's do it. Let's talk about everything. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball presented by DraftKings. Thank you very much for joining us today. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Trevor Plouffe out in California and producer Bug Bug Dude behind the dish. We got some stuff to talk about. We got some things to discuss in the baseball world. But first, I got to tell you about the very proud people that support us. And that's Andy Grubel, Thomas J. Schlink. Wow. Schlink. That's so many consonants for only one vowel. Schlink. Uh, John Wolf, Tim Pres- Prescott, Chris O'Kane, Corey Metling, Trey Cooper, Zeddy Ching Fong, Tina Kim, Aaron Gronky, Gronky, Blake Rock, Evan Petroselli, Justin, Raul Vasquez, Cody Freeman, Fryman, Pablo Salas, Ryan Winchock, David Lefkin, Jared Rodriguez, Michael Fields, Bill Leheka. Robbie Rodabau, that's a fun name, Robert Rodabau, Nathan McRae, and Matt Surway. Thank you very much to our most recent patrons. Appreciate you kindly. Jake, how are you doing? James, Trevor Plouffe, Big Baby David Mendelson. Doing well, doing well. Uh, baseball hot in the streets for all the wrong reasons once again. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> be crazy to go back through this offseason and show the... All the wrong hot in the streets day. We got a couple Mets dates. Now the Mariners get in the mix. Uh, baseball with a little shot in the foot, but proper course of action taken afterwards, I guess, as uh, Mather resigns uh, all his very willingly. So I'm doing all right. I uh, And, you know, I, I think what's making today better is that I'm, I'm drinking out of a very special wow. mug today, Trevor. I kind of love you now. You came at me like super early, like 4.30 in the morning, my time. Yeah. You, you threw the tweet out, said, where are you? You're not in the gym. Yeah. Now, But you, you brought yourself back with the sequel mugs. I'm very happy that you're doing that. What's up, guys? You know we're fired up for today. At least I'm very fired up. I did get my workout in, just so you know, Jakey. Huge. I got it in. It's big. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we got to talk about. A lot of stuff. And I'm excited. I'm excited. What do you want to talk about first? Mm. It says here on my sheet, uh, Kevin Mather had a disaster of a press conference. I think you're the leadoff hitter, Jim. Big oh, J, I, when Big J wait, John Boy comes oh, out, you're in for a on. bad time. I just have to give you a small golf clap. Who we got? You? You're it's you. Oh, a sixteen-minute breakdown on Kevin Mather is what the world needed. I listened to it twice. It was so good. So <laughs> there was just so many that. things that I think would would have slipped by. I mean, I'd go watch it if you haven't. So many things I think would have slipped by the average person. And reading the quotes doesn't do it justice. Like just how matter of fact he was just saying this shit. He was addressing. All right, for anyone that has no idea, Kevin Mather did a Q and A for the Bellevue Breakfast Rotary Club. Huge fan. And I guess they do it every year. And. uh he he just 
he addressed them as if they were the Seattle Mariners board of investors and he was trying to impress them with how much money they've saved. And, and that was everything he said, but you know, he insulted a lot of people on the way. He just openly talked about contracts and like the Kyle Seeger one, when he's like, you know, Seeger's a great leader. He's overpaid, but he's a great leader. It's like, why, what, why did you throw that in there? I I left some stuff out of my video too. Cause it was so long. Like, Talks about how, you know, Paxton, um, Paxton. At one point, he says Paxton agent said that there he was the, that Paxton was going to make the same amount of money he made in twenty one. Uh, more money. More. In he's going to make the same amount of money in twenty twenty one that he made in twenty twenty. <laughs> he was like, I don't believe that to be true. When we started negotiations, we were well below that, and it did. Paxton signed for eight million, and he made like eleven last year or something like that. He said that Taiwan Walker is looking for a three year deal. I don't think he's going to get it. He did get that. He got two year with an option. So. It was just he said like we're about to sign a second baseman. He outed Mike Leake as in like a, made Mike Leake look bad. So weird. How weird was it, Trev, in the one part where he uh, like has a conscience and he's like, you know, there is a pitcher. I'm not going to say who it was. It's like now, now you're going to hold some stuff back. To to me, like yeah, the way he was able to go from like slight compliments to just absolutely roasting guys and and not even like it was like a monotone thing like compliment roast compliment roast and he was just like you said jim just so matter of fact about everything and i think the biggest thing that you know when i listen to it it's just confirmation on everything that we ever talk about here you know what what you know the front office is trying to do um and they're all Almost all of them are built this way. And they we talk about how they are ripping the soul out of the game of baseball. And even Theo Epstein, who kind of like almost started this whole thing, admitted to it. But now you get Kevin Mather and he's just, it's all right in front of you. And it wasn't just audio. It was video too. Like everything, like you have to see them say it. And now it's, I don't think anybody can watch that video and then say, like, get on the front offices. Get on the front offices for, you know, the way they are conducting business. Like, that is, it was racist. There was talks of collusion. Um, he, ta- he talked down about his own employees. Um, he talked about uh, how bad the deal was with their TV, uh, their TV deal is. Like, anything that you could possibly go wrong with Kevin Mather just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to tell the Rotary Club all about it. It's unbelievable. And Trev, I I know some of the CBA stuff, some of the stuff you get you're most passionate about because it's, it's players, man. And it's, it's money in guys pockets. And it's this, this rift that, you know, some people wonder how much of it is dream between the players and, and the, the owners. And then to see that on tape, I mean, it's, it sucks. And that's, I think, Adding to what you were saying about, you know, the racist parts of it and the parts that sucked, the light bulb that went off in my head that I I think was pathetic was, you know, because we were kind of wondering, you know, he issued that, you know, heart-filled condolence uh, later that day where he was on the call, on the phone, apologizing to people most of the day, sure. Uh, He was, I knew that he was no longer going to be with the Mariners because I knew with the CBA coming up, they couldn't bring this guy to the negotiating table. 
they had to cut the cord. And the fact that that is probably what put them officially over the edge to have him resign, step down, is sad uh, to go along with, you know, the stuff about Iwakuma. I mean, it it's... You know, it's disgusting. Everything's disgusting. Never mind going back to his uh, sexual harassment allegations going back uh, a decade now or whatever it was. So, uh, sad. Very sad. It's funny when they, like, one of the old dudes in the Rotary Club was like, can you tell us about Julio Rodriguez? And he was like, oh, he's got more character than everyone in this room combined. English is horrible. (laughs) Like, don't need to add that. Like what? So, does he have good power the other way? Or, oh, no. Bad English. I've actually had talks with people about this because, you know, there is obviously a a huge influx of Latin American players coming. And we talk about all the time how good it is for the game. I mean, players want the best players on the field. And that means the best players in the world. We want the best product on the field because that's what the fans want. And we are in the entertainment business. You want to be entertaining. And that means you put the best of the best on the field. But a lot of people... That, and I'm serious. I've had this talk with people before. They don't. They don't like seeing a different culture come in and and you know shift America's pastime. So a lot of people feel this way, and I think it's ridiculous. And they talk about oh they can't you know they need to come learn the language, dude. Go to another country and you learn the language. See how hard it is. You're not only having to you know be part of one of the most difficult jobs there is. As far as skill level, you have to worry about making it in a cutthroat industry where you're not making any money in the minor leagues, but then you have to learn a second language. You have to navigate a new country, these small little cities that are a lot of times in places that don't have people that look like you around. And you have to navigate all of this while trying to play your best baseball. And you have some guy talking, one of your bosses talking shit about you because it's your second language. And, and, And I'll tell you this. Most of the guys that come over learn English and they're good at speaking English and they can have all sorts of conversations. If it's me and me and another guy on the team, it'll be totally fine. The reason they have interpreters is they don't want to get misquoted. When you're talking in front of people who are asking you questions and it affects your career, it's kind of nice to know you're not getting like, you're not saying something you don't mean to be saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the that was the point I made. If if Mathers had a interpreter at this rotary meeting, the interpreter would have cleaned up a lot of what he was saying for him. It's not <laughs> a little filter, make sure you don't sound dumb or, or just misspeak. Also, uh be prideful as a baseball fan that a sport that America invented and cultivated people from other countries have lo- love and they want to play it and they want to play it the best. That's awesome. I mean, American football, yeah. no one wants to play it. I was watching an interview the other day with someone from Denmark, and they were like, Americans only care about their game of football that they invented that none of the world plays because we don't want to die at 50. <laughs> and I was yes. like, oh, is that how the world sees American football? Just like Americans love this sport and all the players die early. And it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's a terrible viewpoint. And the only places, cultures, as of right now, that play baseball – are where the uh, Americans had missionaries or naval bases or, or military that taught the cultures baseball. I mean, that's we spread it for a reason, so other people will play it, and we can get the best talent everywhere playing it. I mean, it's, it should be a thing do, of pride. Do you know how hard it is to learn English? Yeah, I'm English still is one of those languages that's like has a lot of stupid things that go with it. 
You know, it's not like boom, boom, boom. There's pitfalls everywhere in our language. That's why these guys want an interpreter. And like to to have, I mean, to have the audacity to come out and say, uh, I didn't want to pay for his interpreter anymore. Oh, his English perked up really uh, a lot when I said that. Like you're like you're bragging about that. Like what? It just. And by the way, that's it was it was the matter of how he was saying everything too that really pissed me off. He's talking about Hisashi Iwakuma, a guy who pitched a lot of good games for the Seattle Mariners. 136 starts, a 3.42 ERA, uh, and Passon got that one on the nose. The uh, Rosenthal and Passon deserve claps for their articles. They they yes. they went at it properly. Jim did his video article properly, um, but Passon hit this one on the nose. He's like Iwakuma made 50 mil. Playing baseball, he doesn't have to come back to your crappy Mariners organization and coach, but he wanted to because he loves baseball. <laughs> he wants to be a part of it, and this is how you treat him. You're worried about the 75k. You're paying a translator. Like, what are you doing, dude? So, it, I, I think the the craziest part is like like you guys have mentioned how matter of factly he just he says each of these things, and it's like, oh my god, or pride points. It wasn't even matter of fact. His biggest pride points were saving money. And that he gets to charge fifty dollars for parking, uh, like that was like a pride point. Make the staff yeah. walk. I, I hate the you know. Obviously, there was clear talk of service time manipulation, and we talk about that all the time on here. And it kind of like you hear it so much as a fan that it kind of doesn't mean anything. You just it's just okay. That's this is what the teams do, and you know what you know what are you gonna do when you hear it put out like that, and then absolutely admitting it talking about how you know um who was it's, it wasn't kellenek that he said wasn't going to be up for two years it was it was the gilbert. prospect no no i mean julio rodriguez, julio rodriguez. and also He's gilbert like, they're like gilbert will be here in april but not april 1st <laughs> like that's as clear a baseball cut. player they almost need to bring him up april 1st Gilbert now. That's like... They, they probably will. Clear I mean, cut. he's going to file a grievance if they don't. Yeah. And De- he's going to win the grievance. DePoto has some quotes we can get into, but finish your f- thought first. So, yeah. I, I know in the public perception, we talk about athletes and like, look, you choose to do this job. It pays, you know, a lot of money and you're playing a kid's game. That's kind of like the general consensus when you talk about players. But you have to remember... You sacrifice a lot and you put a lot of work in and years in where you don't make any money. And then only very few people get to the point where they're actually making money that can, you know, sustain them for a little bit. I know I could just go on and on about how many players leave this game with next to nothing. So if you say, you know what, I don't care. I'm willing to put myself in a position where I could leave this game after six, seven years with nothing because I wanted to give it my shot. This is my dream. I've worked my whole life at it. And then you work hard enough and you get good enough to be in the big leagues. That's your dream. You've done it. You have you have risen to the top in an extremely challenging and um, tough industry. And then some guy like this comes out and says – He's ready, but we're not going to bring him up, obviously. Obviously, we're not going to bring him up. You're talking about summer camp, how if they got hurt, he would be on the field before his top prospects would be on the field. He's talking about he's ready. He'll be up in April, just not at April 1st. Now, tell me, I I would love, maybe DePoto answered this. I I haven't read any of DePoto's quotes, but I would love for them to tell me why that guy needs to spend 10 days in the minor leagues. 
Well, that's the thing with Glaber and with Brian and with all these other players that it's happened to, Vladdy. And Vladdy might have been the most legit. He did need to work on some D. But, you know, there's always he needs to work on this. He needs to work on that. He needs to work on that. Well, everybody needs to work on something because no one's a complete player. And if you're a complete player, you're Mike Trout. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the fa- that, that's, that line is the most telling. Like, he'll be up in April, not April 1st. Well, as clear-cut as it gets. So. <laughs> he needs... He's put in 10 years of work from the time he was in college to now. He needs those 10 extra days. And, and at, at summer camp, they definitely, him to the point. they definitely sold the dream to Kelnick and all these kids that were in summer camp last year. Like They probably thought if someone got hurt that they would get boosted up because they were in camp and they are playing well and putting in all the work. And if they were the replacements for the big leaguers. So to hear him Making come out zero money. and he, to hear him come out now and be and say there's zero chance they ever would have been called up, maybe logically they thought that, but I think players are always like, no, if I work hard and I'm performing, I I should get the call. And now well, to hear like, oh wait, you. that's that's how sports work. Everything, that's how every other sport everything works. I did during summer camp meant nothing. There's no way I was going to crack. Show the team. me, show me the other professional sport where you want to keep your best players from playing. It's incredibly, and we can talk, I mean, I just want to go into one more thing real quick. I, I do want to hear DePoto's quotes, but I talk about this all the time. Baseball, we say, oh, it's a business. It's, it's not like any other business because they have the antitrust. There's no competition. They, I read an article and it said, Jeff Bezos can't, you know, make an eight-team startup league and put teams in, in these big cities. You can't do it because in 1922, there was some stupid Supreme Court ruling. That gave them this gift, and they lobby heavily to keep it now. But there's no competition, so it's not like a regular business. You owe it to your community to put the best product on the field. The stadiums are publicly funded. Seventy-two percent of the stadium in Seattle publicly funded. Now it's publicly owned. Also, uh, the Mariners rent it for one point five million. They don't have to pay any property taxes. There are so many things that these clubs gain from the antitrust and having all this public funding. And then you're going to go brag about service time manipulation, not putting the best product on the field, you're selling this dumb this dumb story to the fans that you lost $2.9 billion last year. Do you know what billionaires did in the pandemic? Doubled, tripled their net worth. Don't come at me and tell me you were losing money. Don't tell me that. I know you weren't. Mm. Maybe overall in the grand scheme of things, baseball players or the baseball teams lost a little bit of money. But go ahead and look at the franchise values over the last 10 years. Go look. These guys don't play the short game. They play the long game. Don't tell me the long game looks unfruitful for these guys. It's ridiculous what they're selling to you. Don't believe anything they say. And now Kevin Mather gave everybody all the proof that they need. Yeah. I, I I didn't put this in my video, but he opened it up saying that he thinks the West is trending down as they trend up. So shots fired to the A's and the Astros. Bang! I like that. Let's go Mariners. Shots fired to everybody. Pretty funny that I they came to the out. I PA about this. They're not. I mean, they're laughing. They're laughing. They're they're pissed. Obviously. I hope they use it wisely. They handed. They handed. I don't the know PA. how they can not use it wisely. He well, we'll the PA see. A weapon, yeah. You and a couple couple twins, 24s, mad about it. Donaldson with the tweet. And, hey, while we're at the hot corner, shout out to Kyle Seeger, uh, one of the best Mariners players uh, uh, ever. 
get, getting dragged through the mud for no reason. So a little a little cherry on top for a guy. He said he's overpaid. A guy he said he's really overpaid. overpaid. Also, I think his option is incentive-based. So the fact that he says he's not coming back next year, I think that means manipul- – I, I should have looked into that before I said, but I don't know. Seegers might be – there might be a house for sale in Seattle. So If there's Somebody any organization that can get this big of a gift and fuck it up, it's the MLBPA. So I hope they don't. <laughs> It's um, either Rose, Rosenthal's or, or or Jet Passon's article. He talks how Seager got paid seven for a hunch, uh, but he's brought in $150 million of value. So or, he's, you know, we're not a math pod, but I don't think that means he's overpaid. Oh. Pretty sure that means he's given you value. There's probably right around perfectly escalators paid. on his salary for the next year's option, which I guess won't matter because they're not picking it up. Yeah, um, maybe. And there's a buy. How about, a, that how about embellishing a story about Marco Gonzalez pushing Mike Leake into the locker room? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, Marco Gonzalez and some other pitchers all pushed Mike Leake into the locker. Just a big old bully session. He was happy all because about Mike Leake, a veteran, was like, "Hey, I I, I have a bullpen routine. I'm I'm not going to change at this point in my career." pretty standard. Obviously, we don't know the full story, but the tidbit he gave was that Mike Leake was like, no, I do my own thing. It wasn't even, was, he didn't even like paint it that terribly. The words were that got heavily embellished, right? The A lot of people came out and said that like nobody's hands got put on anyone. Yeah, because how would Kevin Mather know? You think he's in the clubhouse? These guys probably know what this guy looks like. I guarantee eyelashes. a bunch of Mariners players eyelids. be like, who? Yeah. Sure. Joy retirement, Who's Kevin. Kevin Mather? So he he resigned after coming back and said he didn't speak for the club, even though he's the manager or president of the club. He said his he didn't speak on behalf of the club, which is bizarre. Um, Mariners GM Jerry Depoto has some quotes here that are um, you know he's spewing a bunch of bullshit now. Our players understand that Kevin's comments don't define who we are. Literally, was the president of the club. Um, he says he reached out to players in phone conversations, including Seager, Gonzalez, Rodriguez, and Paxton. Uh, the ma- manager, Scott Ser- Service, yes. uh, reached out as well. Uh, DePoto said this is not how we want to be viewed, but unfortunately now we are. DePoto said he spoke to Kelnick this morning. There's very little I can say with the contract situation with him, and we offered that a year ago. He said, I'm not sure how you can construe a service time manipulation with someone who has played 20 games over a ball. Um, so he's just lying and talking. Doing whatever. the dance. Doing the dance. I mean, you're not going to come out and say that is yeah. how we're, I mean, obviously the president of the club speaks for the club. And this isn't just a Mariners thing. Like other teams all do this and the manipulation and all that. But the Mariners are like the worst team in baseball. They haven't made the playoffs. They haven't had a winning season in forever. They're horribly run. So the fact that they're bragging about how they're run while being one of the worst run organizations is insane. They don't measure themselves on wins and losses. That's the problem. Yeah. They measure themselves on $50 parking tickets. How about that, huh? Yeah. Gets me... After all, this, we all might need a little... Might need a little cush. Fired up. Take the anxiety down with some cushy dreams. Extraordinary CBD rich hemp flavor comes in one-eighth ounce cans and pre-rolled joints. 
Cannabis that ships directly to you and directly to all 50 states. They got indica and sativa. It's completely legal. There's 0.3% THC. It's legal. It's for everyone that wants the effects of CBD, wants the anxiety reducer, mm. the stress inducer, wants some peace and calm, but doesn't want to get high and wants to do it illegally, but they don't want to vape and they don't want gummies. They want that smoking feeling. Mm. They want that smell. Cushy Dreams offers that. We had a couple people reach out and say they got it and they loved it. I know that my wife is really enjoying it to calm down at night. Um, so go to CushyDreams.com. It's K-U-S-H-Y. CushyDreams.com. Use promo code BASEBALL for 20% off your next order. Smoke CBD with promo code BASEBALL for 20% off today. Smoking is the fastest and most effective way to get CBD into your system. Every run is a limited small batch. Mm. So go check it out. Calm down. De-stress. Spring training. We shouldn't be all wound up. Yeah, got to stay loose. Got to. Love that. I'm still waiting on my samples. I, I know they're in route. I can't wait. It's in the mail. In the mail. Is it in route or in route? Yes. I think that's an either order. Order, I said. Orders. Can I just say one last thing about Kevin Mather? Yeah. One last thing. Say it. Earmuffs, everybody that's out there. Earmuffs. If you have kids listening, earmuffs. Everybody listening. Don't, stop listening. Fuck you, Kevin Mather. <laughs> Trash. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. I don't know. I had to get that out. Okay. Okay. Good for you. Uh, Taiwan Walker, speaking of, someone that Kevin Mather hey. said was searching a three-year deal. He gets a two-year, $20 million deal with the two-year, $20 million contract with an option for a third with the Mets. Uh, we had Taiwan on the show. Happy form. Mets bullpen gets uh, another piece who has some high upside. Uh, you got anything on this, Jake? Rotation. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I like it. I like it. We we knew the Mets were going to be in on the remaining starting pitching market because they were, you know, the final two with Bauer. They were ready to give him that, that bag he was eyeing that he got from the Dodgers. Uh, so, you know, we kind of wondered, was it going to be our guy, Oda Rizzi? Was it going to be our guy, Taiwan Walker, somewhere else? They go with Taiwan Walker. Um, and, man, uh, he's an interesting dude. Like, we talked about in, a, in our interview with him. Like, this guy's pitched a lot of Major League Baseball. He got called up young, big-time prospect. Uh, he's starting to get into the analytics. I think he's learning more about himself as a player that this guy's already logged a good amount of MLB innings, and he's 28 years old. Um so uh, I'm interested to see, you know, he's younger than Stroman. I don't know if a lot of people would, would think about that from how much he's pitched. But uh, I'm interested to see how he develops. There's some baseball savant numbers that do like him. There's some baseball savant numbers that don't like him. Interested to see how he continues to develop. And, you know, I think Taiwan Walker, a guy who's going to slot in as their fourth or fifth pitcher, you like his upside there. If Taiwan Walker's your 2-3 guy, I think you're a little worried. But uh, I, I like it for the Mets at – this year is going to be a war of attrition for who's pitching innings, and they get a guy that can throw good major league innings. You there, Trev? I'm here. I'm just making sure I'm not choppy here. Yeah, I, lo I love the signing. And I was thinking, like, is there a major league staff with more, like, bravado mm. than the New York Mets? Mm. I mean, you got the Grom, who's kind of like the silent killer, but obviously he's probably the most confident person because he just is the best pitcher in the league right now. And then you got Thor, 
who only lifts and throws with a shirt off. So clearly he's very confident. That was a million miles an hour. You got Strowman, who lacks a zero confidence. And then you got Tywan Walker, who's also in that category. Very confident. You put those guys in a room together. I'm excited to see what comes out. Imagine if Bauer signed I, with I, a mess. I like this guy. It would have been a mess. Well, Cookie Carrasco. See a big personality? Cookie. Hot. Uh, to, to my knowledge, very humble. Um, but, I mean, he's got to be confident. He's been a freaking great pitcher in the league for a long time. I just think you put these guys in, the knowledge that they have, the confidence pushing each other every day, like kind of like that Thor Stroman work ethic. Not saying that Taiwan doesn't have a good work ethic, but you got to believe it's going to go up. It's just the the everyday competition between those four guys, five guys. It's going to be cool to see. You also got Trevor May in the bullpen. Host. Yes, sir. Of a John Boy Media podcast Whoa. called The Chris Rose Rotation. They recorded episode one to yesterday. It'll be out next week, I think. Add. Taiwan's contract is 10 million year one, 7 million year two. And then he has a player option, as we know from Kevin Mather. He wanted a three year deal. So the Mets gave him a player option. Uh, he can opt in. It's a base of $6 million for year three. Incentives can rise it to $8.5 million. So we'll see how that goes. And what what is there? Uh, uh, three. Three million buyout or something, because isn't it listed as two for twenty or something like that? There's yes. a three million dollar yes. buyout if he doesn't take that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, not a lot of risk for. Again, this guy's twenty eight years old. He's got a career three eight four ERA and a hundred and five major league starts. Like, it's it's out there. So, Mets rotation pretty good, pretty where's, itty good. Where's Odo going, Trev? You need to have it. I've been talking to him. I've been talking to him. Does he have anything There's in the works? in the works. He does? There's some things in the works. Yes. If you had to guess when he's going to sign, are we talking like next week, something like that? Soon. Okay. Is what happening is the Angels are the highest bidder, but he does not want to go there? Hates Anaheim. <laughs> I cannot divulge any information at this time. It's probably okay. like, hey, who's your pitching coach, though? Because... The one dude is suspended, <laughs> yeah, and you're probably going to fire him soon, so I won't sign with you. Who's the best rotation in baseball right now? Are we still are we doing Padres? Are we doing Dodgers? Are we doing Nats? Are we doing Mets? Are we doing who are we doing? It's the Dodgers, probably the Orioles, right? Dodgers, Padres, Orioles, <laughs> Dodgers. Dodgers is pretty Dodgers. good. Bauer, Kershaw, Nats is pretty good. Nats, they still got that big three. I- if everyone's at peak of their powers, it's probably Padres. But they're toe-to-toe with the Dodgers. It's those two, I think. Yeah, Just Padres, Dodgers. I think the Mets are kind of up there. I mean, anytime you had DeGrom. Yeah. You got DeGrom. You got to see right. what Thor's got. The Mets are up there, for sure. Like, top five. And we got seven. I mean, are we talking White Sox at all in that? I mean, maybe, maybe. Mm. Probably not at that level. They'd have a lot to prove. Level. They have a lot to prove. The ceiling on the Dodgers and the Padres is yeah. is crazy. The yeah. depth is incredible. Yeah. I think I think the Padres have a slightly higher potential, but the safer bet would be the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, there's Cy Young. There's Cy Young. People could win the Cy Young. You wouldn't be surprised on both teams, three, four deep. Yeah, and I mean, do you count Clevenger? I guess if you 
you can't for this year, but if you do, that's another one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are the in, are Both the Indians are sneaky stop. like still there? Like I was so down on them last year, but you got the Beebs, you got Plezak, you got Tristan McKenzie. Who else you got there? They could be good, but not on paper. I mean, you got Bieber. The, uh, the other guy's got to really show it for a full season. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Brett Gardner, he finally signs with the Yankees. It's a two-year deal with a $5 million guarantee. It's very tricky how they did the uh, the contract. He gets a – the AAV is like two point. One five million. They like made it all signing bonuses and opt outs and opt ins and all that to get the AAV down. I don't think nationally anyone truly cares about this. So I, that's all I'll say. We did a whole thing on talking Yankees for Yankees fans. So we had news. While we're on the Yankees, they did. We did just get Justin Wilson financials. It's structured oh. very similarly to the Gardner deal, but he has a player option for year two. If he exercises that, the Yankees get a team option for team three. But salary structure, it's very similar. So the Yankees rounded out their their club. Um, Gardner takes a bit of a pay cut if you compare him to other people of his skill and caliber, but he should just be the fourth outfielder. Trev, you got anything on this? I'm excited for you guys and for the Yankees team. You know, he's just so ingrained in the culture, and I don't know what kind of role he's going to be playing this year. I, I watched a video, and Jim, I think you had the point, like you don't want him to be the everyday left fielder. Yeah, You, you want Clint to step up and – but he will. I mean, I in my mind, I still see Brett playing quite a bit. Someone will get hurt. Um, yeah, and what a great depth piece, and he means so much to that organization. It's 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 a similar situation to to like a Yachty. Brett's worth more to the Yankees than any other organization um, for what he brings and how he's going to present himself to the rest of the guys in the clubhouse. It's just, I don't want to say this. I hate saying this. Mm. It's the Yankees' way that he's going to teach the younger guys. So yeah, no, Trev, I, great influence. You know, we Jimmy and I walk on eggshells around you to not get you too hot about the Yankee stuff, but they lost CC, who you know was mm-hmm. a core core part of everything that went on with the Yankees. They're losing Tanaka this year, who was beloved uh, in inside and outside of, of the actual Yankees. And so if they were going to lose Gardner too, that was that was going to sting a little bit, but he's going to come in, he's going to be the veteran. I mean, this is his 14th season, is that right? And and Trev, by the way, the guy against right-handed pitching, he's got a OPS over the last 2 years that's in the high 8s while playing really good defense and you know, eight, I think he was 83rd Sprint speed or something So the old man can still get it done You want Clint to grab that left field job By the haunches and hump it into submission Yeah, the good point Jake had was If Gardner doesn't start they, He gets the Jock Peterson treatment And just doesn't get any starts against lefties His offensive numbers will actually look a Really good An eight an 890 OPS Against righties over the last two seasons That's all star level OPS So just Hopefully the outfield stays healthy enough where Brett Gardner can just play against uh, righties every now and then and then be a pest in the playoffs. Yeah, what, what I think like a guy like that, just for fans to kind of look out for this this year, like when you're watching Yankee games or whatever, if, if something goes on uh, on the field, everybody in that dugout is going to be looking at what Brett Gardner's doing. That's They're fair. following that dude. If something goes on off the field, 
Brett Gardner is going to be the one that's talking to the media about it. Like he is, he's going to be like the leader of that club as far as stuff like that. You know, obviously there's some big names there. You got Judge, you got Cole. Cole will be another one, probably on the pitching side. He's that guy. But even then, I think everyone's looking. If something happens on the field, they're going to see how Brett Gardner is reacting to it, and they feed off of that energy. That's what he brings to the club. It's a very important role. Yeah. Final note on the the other center field free agents: Kevin Pillar, his AAV is looking like three two five. Gardner lands at two five eight. I think he's been a uh, better player than Pilar in um, in a lot of metrics. I mean, you're looking at the other center field. Adam Eaton got one for seven, so the the Gardner deal looks looks good for the Yanks. I like it. Trev, name a basketball team. Ooh, Lakers. Okay. Bang. You think they're going to hit a three pointer in their next game? Uh, I do. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is and throw down a $1 bet? Because if you bet $1 with DraftKings that the Lakers hit just one three-pointer over the course of the game, you will win $100. That's the new crazy promotion DraftKings is doing right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code JOMBOY for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Or in Virginia, call 888-532-3500. I think that promotion only goes through the rest of February, uh, just getting you ready for March Madness. So you just choose any team, and then you get free money, basically. that's Has the, there been, like, a team that hasn't hit a three-pointer in the history of basketball over the last 10 years? I'd love to know the last time a team went a full game without hitting a three. BBD, could you hit the passing button if it's passing? passing. Uh, breaking news, something we just talked about, Tywin Walker. He will be wearing number 99 because Mr. Met wears number double zero. So. Okay. I tried to get him to go triple digits. We had a little Twitter exchange. I don't know if anyone's ever worn triple digits before, but hey, he's big enough. It'll fit on his back. Mm. But 99 is good. I like 99. Whoa. What's whoa? From 1980 to 2016, a lot of teams have not had a three-pointer in a game. New new basketball. Wow. One three-pointer? Yeah. Didn't they used to talk crap about Michael Jordan couldn't shoot threes? Is that, wow. a, is that a thing? In the in dur- 2013-14 NBA season, six times a team didn't hit a three a three-pointer in a game. Not great. It's wild. It's more than I would have said, for sure. We got a bunch of little things that uh, I'm so excited to talk about games. Mm. Very excited to talk about games and and spring training updates and all that because I'm going to be as transparent as possible. The rest of this, the news that I know that we got to deliver to the people, capital B, boring. Rays signed Chaz Rowe, Braves signed Jake Lamb, Cubs re-signed Cameron Mabin, Ian Desmond opts out again. 
Shinsu Chu goes to the KBO. Tigers sign Julio Tehran to a non-guaranteed deal. And Todd Frazier goes to the Pirates on a minor league deal. That is what I, I said that in the Pirates TPP we did, that if you're uh, a veteran player just looking for somewhere to get starts and hopefully trade, the Pirates are the perfect place to go because they need warm bodies. So Todd Frazier listened, took my advice. He goes to the Pirates. If any of you have any thoughts on any of these bullet points, toss them out there. I think first thing, everyone should give Shin Su Chu some golf claps. Really nice major league career, if that's it for him. Um, Really good baseball player. Like, really good baseball player. Uh, And then the other thing that really jumps out to me is uh, maybe Jake Lamb. We saw him get energized a little bit in Oakland when he went over there. The Braves, we laughed when they brought back Pablo Sandoval and were like, for some reason they like him and they kind of want him a part of their bench. I like Jake Lamb a lot on their bench, a lot more than Pablo Sandoval. Like he, Jake Lamb right now I think is arguably their best bench hitting option. So, you know, injuries happen in a baseball season. Jake Lamb, if he can find it again and get some run for the Braves, it's a good ball player. Do any of our Braves fans have insight to that? Am I allowed to make a joke like, do we have pictures of Pablo in Braves camp? Did he show up just, like, even bigger? And they're like, oh, my God. I don't know if he can. Get Jay Clam. <laughs> that That's what started all this? Yes. Like Pablo, oh, my God. Pablo walked into camp, and they were doing, like, the scene from Major League, and they were just like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. That ain't going to work. <laughs> Who else is out there? Backup third baseman. Trev? I don't have much. I don't have much on the on the signings. Uh, you know, a bunch of good players. You know, towards the back end of their career, having to take minor league deals is kind of a theme around the league. Uh, I will say yes, Shin Chu. I spent very little time in the Texas Rangers organization. I have a disdain for it, as you guys know. Although, I mean, there's a couple other AOS teams just skyrocketing up the worst run organizations uh, leaderboard. The AOS is just. We got the Astros. We got the Angels and all the things that they're doing and being dumb with. We got the A's acting a fool. We got the Mariners acting a fool. I mean, the whole division. Anyway, Shin Su Chu, when I did get to play with them, first guy at the field every day in spring training, always working, setting a good example, was very forthcoming with information, wanted to help guys. Just an all-around, like, one of the more respected players in the big league. So yes, golf claps were deserved and, you know, have fun going back home, playing in Korea. It's probably, I mean, I got to imagine he is going to mash there. So that will be fun for him. Anyone, anyone want to guess his career on base percentage career? Shin Su 365. I'm going higher. I'm going 370. 377. Nice. That's career. He's real deal. That's career. He's real deal. I'm currently trying to find okay. any information I can on Chaz Rowe's parents. Mm. Um, <laughs> I have a theory that they were very young when they had him. Okay. Just because Chaz? Because they named their son Chaz, yeah, by accident. <laughs> no. Yeah. Chaz. There's a lot of there's a lot of fun names going on now, Jim. If once you get into the baby world, you start mm. to see. I mean, a lot this of ain't this ain't now. Names. He was born in 1986. Yeah, chat. Yeah, I could see that. Steubenville, Ohio, gorgeous. Maybe. 
they may or may not have smoked a few doobies in their day. Mm. I don't know. I don't yeah, want to put I don't that know. It just seems like there, maybe like huge. I'll refrain. Okay. Chaz also excellent dude. Excellent dude. Huge. Frisbee. Hey, what do you think the highest Chaz ever was on the US birth trending chart for boys' names? We did this all we did a whole thing of this. What on year? The, yeah, what year? And then at the highest number of popularity. 86. Quick guess. Eighty nine. So they were around there the spike. Was a Chaz time. It was eighty nine. Eighty nine's the peak. Um it could have been us. From eighty seven to eighty nine, it, it spiked up like three hundred points. Was there a TV show at that time? Ooh. Like there's gotta be a reason, right? It's got to be a reason. Uh, highest it ever landed was 379th most popular name. Baseball player go by Chaz around then? Right now it's as low as it's it's as, it's lower than it's been since 1980. The name well, cuz it's close to Chad and nobody wants to name their kid Chad now. It's one step wor- Just like a little Karen. worse. Uh It didn't exist before 1980. It was never on the top 1000 names. So that's interesting. How did When's the, the next time someone's going to name their daughter Karen? It's probably today. Yeah, maybe today. I guess today. You think someone's still doing it? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, think I like reading Trevor Plouffe's stuff. He's got a lot of good takes. Everything's cyclical. God, I love Ron Darling. Karen will be cool in a few years. There's a time when Jake was a dog's name. Now look. Still is. It still is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I am famous too. Wow. That's the end of the show today. We got nothing else. Good luck to uh, Todd Father in Pittsburgh. Oh, Todd and Cole. Mm, that's yes. some positive energy. energy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, yes. that's like two different generations of just bubbly, happy people. Yeah. Oh, if you're a curmudgeon on the Pirates this year, you're going to be miserable. Yeah. If you hate happiness. And fun. Did you guys see a picture of Cole and the Kobe's walking out to take extra yes. ground balls? I mean, I saw Kyle posted that on Talking Baseball, and I was like, "That is, that looks cool. He looks cool. That's our guy. Yeah, that's I'll our freaking guy." Had an office, had an office meeting with everyone about that picture. You did, yeah. When you I wasn't went to get there. the breakfast sandwiches. Oh wow, yeah. what was it? Uh, I just told everyone this is what you strive to. Oh, to be strive to be that. Make sure I didn't say to be. Just strive to. Just strive to this. Just want everyone to see it. Strive to. Strive to it. Feels like you're. It you looks, strive to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It looks like he's taking my advice you don't seriously because. Looks like he's going to do his work out in front of everybody. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Telling you, I know they like people used to frown upon that. I don't care. Go, Go work. do your work in front of everybody because. Change the narrative, baby. Be the guy like he obviously works out a lot because we see it every day. Hot. All right. That is today's episode. We'll be back again tomorrow with another team profile and projection. And then on Thursday, it's another full episode. And then we'll be back every day. That's not a full episode is a mini episode because we're doing an episode a day every day until opening day. I'd tell you who tomorrow's episode is, but I can't because it's secret. But all the patrons know, Patreons know, because we give them secret information. You're hovering. Do you have a pass? Oh, I thought you were I just jumping. wanted to hit that. Okay, a little baseball. Oh, snap. That was lit. And also wanted to hit that. Oh, go off, BBD. Go off, young king. See you guys. Oh, hold up. Triceratops! Badass. See ya. Goodbye. Love you. I fixed 
I fixed Gary Sanchez's swing on sequence, so you're welcome. very excited to see what you've done. I'm there. told that's Thursday's episode, not today's, but a new one today. <laughs>